0: Thank you for listening in today. This is episode number 12 of the Rise Up Mentoring Podcast.
1: I had a chemical engineering degree. You know, I've, I've made it through college. I was a chemical engineer. I should be doing chemical engineering. The thought that I might be better student for something else never even entered my consciousness. So I'd never given an opportunity to enter my consciousness.
0: Rise Up Mentoring was created to help students get the advice and encouragement they need to successfully graduate and prepare for their careers and life overall. Listen to the conversations of students and successful mentors to become the best version of you. Get the helpful advice that everyone else seems to already have and that you wish someone would have shared with you. In this first episode of season two, I thought it would be good to have a conversation with my former colleague Tawanda Kelly and co-host Keisha Kyle about mentoring. We talk about how you should go about finding a mentor and how mentors add value. Our conversation ranges from different types of mentors, creating a list of topics to cover with a mentor and also how to break up with a mentor. Tawanda is a professional working with the Dow Chemical Company that has seen how mentoring helps to keep you on the right track when it comes to your career. Hang out with us for the next 30 minutes and learn a little something. I'm Norman Brown, your host of the Rise Up Mentoring Podcast. And he just
1: started to shed some light, and I realized very quickly that process engineering runs it for me, but it was because of that relationship and the conversations we were having that I realized that. I would have there's no telling how far down the rabbit hole I would have gone in my career had it not been for that person pouring into me helping me see who I really was from a professional standpoint. And that has led me to this
0: now fifteen year career that I that I enjoy. So. so the individual was that individual you, did you say he was in environmental health and safety as well? The the, men, the, mentor? the
1: initial mentor was not. Okay. Yeah, they were, he was not.
0: Okay. How did I, I, I may have missed it, but how did you make that leap? Did he provide the advice? Was it somebody yeah. else? So
1: I was in. I was in environmental health and safety right. when the connection was made, mm-hmm. but I was convinced that I was should have been in something else, but. He was looking at my performance, you know, he's speaking with my leaders at the time, hearing me talk passionately about, although I was saying I wanted to be in process safety, I was speaking very passionately about Mm. environmental health and safety. So he's listening to me. That's part of a mentor's role, right? To listen to what you're saying. So he's listening to me and he's asking, are you sure You want this. I was a bit young and I was ready to start a family. He basically laid out for me this role you think you want. You're ready to start a family. Are you sure that's the role you want to have in terms of the hours, the expectations? There's a lot more flexibility in environmental health and safety, environmental health and safety. Plus, you really like it. So are you sure that's where you want to go? So that's kind of the, the way the conversation, or some of the conversations, went with
0: me. Yeah. Okay. You said a couple of things that I found were real interesting. He, Someone walked up to you and said, You need a mentor. Mm-hmm. What was it that they saw that made them come to that conclusion?
2: <laughs> Again,
1: it was me being very adamant that I wanted to be in something else. Huh. Although, I was pretty passionate about the other something. So basically what he said, the other person saw as well that, um, you know, it's a, I wasn't quite sold. I had a chemical engineering degree. You know, I've, I've made it through college. I was a chemical engineer. I should be doing chemical engineering. The thought that I might be better student for something else never even entered my consciousness. I'd never given an opportunity to enter my consciousness. So the initial person, who's actually the woman, who actually said to me, you probably should have a mentor to help you navigate, help you see maybe what you really want to do. That person just didn't feel like, for whatever reason, we didn't discuss why um, she didn't want to do it. But So she just recommended someone else who she thought personality-wise would be a good fit for me. And so, um, and so they made
0: the connection and offered we a little bit. Okay. I really liked the part that you said, and I think it's critical that young individuals hear this is that once you find a mentor, just because they're the older individual, doesn't mean they're going to babysit you. Yeah. They're not going to father and mother you. It's going to be your responsibility to commit that I care about this. I'm probably going to be the person that gets the most value out of this relationship Although I may be able to add something mm-hmm. to your life as well. It's going to be on me to schedule the time. And that's what one of my mentors told me to do. Mm-hmm. She told me, hey, I need you to schedule the time, put the calendar meeting together, find a place, do all of that. I need you to come with questions mm-hmm. regarding what your difficulties are so that we have something about to talk about. It's not your mentor's job to figure out what you need to know it's their job to pour into you to answer the questions, but you just have to come up with the questions. It's the hard part when you haven't had a mentor and you haven't had somebody that you've had to ask questions of, but it's also the easy part is you just have to figure out the questions, come with a bunch of questions, and after you get those answers, you now have a better idea what you should be doing. They might not give you the exact right answer. They might not be able to give you a procedure for how to do it, but once you've had those conversations over a a slice of pizza, or Chinese food, or Thai food, or you know, a Jamaican patty, whatever your preference. Um, once you guys have had those conversations, you can now figure out. Okay, they they if they do a real good job listening, they'll hear what your passions are when you talk. When you complain about certain things, right. and you say you love other things, you don't even realize what you do like and what you don't like um, until you started to say those things out loud, and that's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mentoring and menteeing was never meant to be a passive relationship on either's part. I think the, one of the problems mentees sometimes have, like you just said, is going into it expecting to not have a responsibility in the relationship. That like any other relationship, the two people in them and two people have a role to play. And one person's role can't just be to receive and I do nothing else. Yes, you're there. You're going to receive a lot, but you have to take, you have to take care of your responsibility, your portion of the relationship. So that means scheduling a meeting, coming with things to talk about. Mentors have a lot to share. The really good ones have a lot to share, but they need to understand specifically what it is from their bank of knowledge you need. What deposit can they make in you? Well, they'll only know that if you if you come with, some ideas, some questions about what it, whatever it is that you're struggling with.
0: Yeah. The, the mental picture, Keisha, I will let you speak in just a moment. I'm sorry. The mental picture that I, that I envision when I think about mentoring and the advantage of a mentor, I think about individuals. I see the picture of somebody trying to get over a 10 or 12-foot wall and they're trying to jump and grab the top on their own and they can't do it. Yeah. And a mentor is often that individual that can put their back up against the wall, cradle their hands together, and give you that extra push that you would need. So that you don't have to do it on your own. You don't have to do it by yourself. And now you can get over a wall. You can get over an obstacle that you would have never been able yeah. to get over on your own. So thank you for sharing those insights, to Wanda. Kasia, what questions do you have?
2: Um, so I know... Having a mentor fresh out of college starting your career is important to guide you along the way, but is it just as important to have a mentor like while in college going through that journey also?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's crucial. Sure. And I kind of alluded to that in the beginning when I was introducing myself, I believe that that was a gap I realized now that I struggled with some things in college in terms of I, I, again, I came from a small a small town, a small school and I didn't really have to study a whole <laughs> I just kind of went to class, got a test did well, and so for the first, and even in the first semester of college, the same was pretty much true, but then after that, it was, I kind of struggled with, whoa, how do you do this? So, and I learned a lot just Struggling with things on my own, but the value of a mentor—that's that's kind of the purpose of a mentor. Having someone in college, either someone who's been through college, usually that's the case, someone who's been through college, or a person who is towards the end of college, who's able to have a perspective on what it takes to be successful in college. I also work. I worked throughout when I was in college. Having a person with that perspective, how do you manage time? How do you how do you still really enjoy the college experience? Because college is, is designed to be a good time. This is designed to be one the time in your life when you uh, before you get off into working and you have all this responsibility. So, so it's, it's designed for you to enjoy it, but there has to be a balance. And so, having a mentor in college is important. Can you make it through college without a mentor? You can technically make it through anything without a mentor. The purpose of life is not to just make it through the purpose of life in any stage of our lives is to have the best version of that stage of that season as possible. and if there is a relationship that can be fostered that encourages that, then we should be seeking those opportunities
0: so the last thing i'll 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 probably shut move to the next chapter. I'll move to the next chapter of this conversation, but I will close out with the comment that in my opinion. It is the mentee's job to design their own curriculum. Sit down and write the, the five, six, seven, ten 10 different topics that you want to learn more about and then communicate those to your mentor. One of the mentors that I had did an outstanding job at this. When I told him all the things that I wanted to learn, if it had been me, I would have gone and tried to learn everything that I can so that I can teach my mentee. He was so much smarter about it than that. He said, oh, well, I don't know anything about that. So I'm going to get John to come join us yeah. for lunch one day, and John's going to help you out. Or if you basically recruit new coaches. Those are probably the best mentors is when they recruit new coaches yeah. for you and say, okay, I'm no good at that, but I'm going to bring John in. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring Mike. I'm going to bring Nathan. I'm, gonna, You know, all the different individuals that you can – you may not know of, but they have the personal connections with. Good. I've talked about one of the things that I want to ask, and you might have completely different categories than what I originally think of, but what are the different types of mentors that you can have? The different types of mentors.
1: I think you can have a mentor for every different area of your life. You know, we talk a lot about mentors. If you're a professional, we talk a lot about mentors from a professional standpoint, this kind of overarching professional mentor. But even as a professional, there's different areas in your professional life that you're trying to focus on. I mean, you're working on your personal development. So I've had mentors who helped me develop skills and different things, skills that I had, skills that I didn't have, helped me to address gaps and help me to address those. So I've had mentors there. And then I had mentors more that were more technical based, that were had been in the role that I was in, and that could encourage me and that could help grow me from a technical standpoint. We recognize that that can be a bit different, right? The personal growth versus the technical growth. And then if you're seeking you know future leadership opportunities, then obviously it's good to have a mentor who can support help you understand kind of that route help you understand what it takes to be a leader, how to develop your skills in ter- terms of leadership. But so, and the same is true if you're a college student, right? There's different areas of your life, right? Depending on the things you want to be involved with. Students who having a mentor that's a former student who's going through the bulk of the curriculum you're going through. They've seen the classes, they've taken the test. They can direct you through that scope of the process and then college life in general, right? Because, you know, high school, and college, those are completely different lives. So just someone who's not necessarily in the same major who can help give you some guidance on just navigating college. All right, so the different categories of mentors can be as expansive or as minimal as you choose it to be, depending on, depending on what your needs are. I think what's most important is that people focus on, mentees focus on their needs. That's why you kind of got to know what your plan is. What, what do I need? What, what, what type of guidance do I need? And then that can help you determine, is that going to be met by a single person or do I need two or three people to help offer me some guidance
2: Okay, so when when you look for a mentor and things like that, it could be like a mentoring team. Yeah, and they don't necessarily
1: even have to be like we've all got to get together. Like I got to get my board of directors together, together, and they got to help me work through things. It could be just your team, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got the mentor that's helping you work through issue X helping me, helping you figure out how to just navigate college and you meet with them on some regular basis. You've got your questions just in terms of the questions that just relate to navigating college and you meet with them on that on a set basis. And then, you know, a couple of weeks later, you, you meet with your other mentor that's a former student that's gone through the curriculum, that particular subject matter, and you meet with them on a certain frequency. So that's your mentoring team don't necessarily, all have to be together. In most cases, you won't. But yes, that does comprise your mentoring team.
0: Would you mind elaborating on the concept you just shared with us? You said board of directors. Yeah,
1: yeah, sure. Yeah, board of directors is a is a idea that I learned actually very recently. It's still amazes me how I tend to still now this long in my career how I'm still learning. But a, a board of directors is a team of people, again, not a team, but like we're all going to get together and sit around and talk about how to make Tawanda better. But it's a group of people who individually, I trust enough, either personally or professionally, who will offer me insight, honest and candid insight into whatever area it is in my life that I need help with. So it is not... It is a bit different from mentoring in that this team gets a little bit more into the details, at least the way I conduct myself and the way I conduct my board of directors. This these group of people get a little bit more into the details of me. It's slightly more personal, right? So we have conversations about where I I can be much more candid about where I wanna go, where I see myself, and this group of people is going to honestly tell me, yeah, that sounds great, but this is what you need to consider. Or this group of people is going to say, I don't know about that one. Maybe you, you can think twice about that one. This is the group that if you're writing out your business, if you're thinking of a business idea and you're writing out your business plan, you can hand this to this group of people and they'll go through it with a fine tooth comb. So this, this is your circle. Don't think of it like a circle of friends. Sure, you can have friends in your board of directors, but it is much more impactful than just a group of people who get together and hang out. So it has a component of mentoring in it, but for me, it's just much deeper, much more personal than that.
0: So I love the concept of the board of directors. There's a gentleman that I used to work with probably about 10 years ago. And I may have shared this on the podcast before, but he asked me one day, he said, Norman, what's what's going on? And I started telling him about all the great things that I was doing for ExxonMobil at the time. I was telling him how hard I was working and the projects I was working on and everything along those lines. And my life was completely consumed with what was going on in Exxon at the time. And he said, Norman, that's, all, that's great. That's great news. That's wonderful for your career. But tell me about Norman Incorporated. Tell me about Brown Incorporated. And I said, What <laughs> what? Like I couldn't understand because for me I didn't there was no Brown LLC. <laughs> there was no Brown Incorporated. So I was trying to figure out what in the world are you talking about, Mike? He said, No, what's going on with your life? What's going on with the way that you manage your finances, with what you're doing with your investments? And he really threw me for a loop in the way that he talked about We should conduct ourselves like the corporations do. Yes. Right? The corporations have a board of directors. They have somebody that's over the money. They have somebody that helps with the planning. They have all these different things to ensure that the corporation is successful. Who did I have and what was I doing to ensure that I was going to be successful? What was I going to do so that I'm successful even when ExxonMobil no longer exists? And that was the first time I ever thought, well, what's, what is my, yeah. I, what am I going to do in 15 years if there is no more X on over, right? My, like I said, they paid for my college, they paid for, they paid for my undergraduate, they paid for my graduate, and they were paying me a pretty salary to work every Yeah, at the time, I never imagined that I would never work for them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so I was so thankful to that gentleman that he would even open my eyes to the concept of having Brown Incorporated or Board of Directors or any of those concepts to be able to help my to help further what I was going to do in my own life. you Keisha, are, are you getting anything out of these conversations? Are you thinking, are your wheels starting to spin on you know what I think I, I think I do need to start thinking about Keisha Incorporation <laughs> Yeah. You know, what what you might do different is are you are you getting anything that you say? You know what that is a great idea. This is what I'm going to do next.
2: Well, yeah, because some of the topics that I do sit in on, and the other ones that you do talk about, like where I'm not sitting in, mm-hmm. I don't like before. I hadn't thought about what would I do like in these situations, or how could I use this. It was just okay. I need to go to school, I need to graduate, and I need to get a job. And that's it. Yeah. So now it's just like, it's more to it than just graduating and just getting a job and getting experience so I can get a job, things like that. It's more to it than what I initially thought. Right.
0: Okay. So, yeah, it always is, right? It always is. So we talked about mentors, we talked about how important they are, we even talked about what... To do when you have a mentor and how you set up everything, but here's the hard one for a lot of folks: How do you get a mentor?
2: <laughs>
1: how do you get a mentor? Yeah, I do. Mean, I, I am. I proclaim myself to be an introvert. A lot of people who know me, and especially in the last 15 years of my life, don't understand that or see that. So because you're not because I am. <laughs> I am. It's a skill. Being able to talk and engage with people is a skill that I eventually learned that I had to develop through mentoring. Or someone said that to me that okay, you don't like to talk to people, but that's a skill you can develop. Again, a mentor I had to say that <laughs> in order for me to know that. But I have found that the most valuable way to forge mentor relationships, mentor mentee relationships, is through a ch- someone else. So typically there's someone in all of our lives who we are comfortable with. Whether we're an introvert or an extrovert, there's someone we're comfortable talking with. Those people, these people that we're comfortable talking with can be used as conduits basically to help force the relationship. My first, very first mental relationship started that way. Someone that I was comfortable talking with Mitt said to me, "You should have a mentor." That has become for me probably the primary way. Until I gained the skills where I was willing and able to walk up to a person based solely on title alone and saying, "Will you mentor me?" That can sometimes be the most difficult part if you are an introvert. But um, so if you are the type of person who's just you know a bit shy about approaching a person, the best way is to find that person in your life who can forge the relationship, help you forge, make the connection for you. Even if it's this, I've had situations where the person, the kind of the middle person invites us both to lunch. So myself and the potential mentor, this middle person invites us all. we all go to lunch. We start having conversations over lunch and then the rest just kind of flows and then the rest relationships form. So I have found that to be the easiest way, having that middle person to kind of at least bridge the gap initially. That's
0: great. I like that option. Certainly not the only option. There are a couple others out there. One of the ones that comes to mind first is a lot of the colleges have services where they will match you with a mentor. A lot of the corporations that you may or may not work for will have, it might not be an organization, it might be a group of volunteers, but they will take an application, and it's kind of like I was going to say Match.com, but now the big, the big relationship one is Tinder. I don't know if that's the right one to be referencing in the middle of this podcast. But they basically take the two profiles of individuals and see who would be the best fit for yes. this person, right? Mm-hmm. They may match you based on, hey, they're both from South Carolina, or they're both from Florida, or they're both from Third Ward, Houston, or New York City, or where. Wherever it might be, it may be that, it may be cultural, it may be whatever it is, but you need something that's going to cause you to, to connect pretty quickly. And that's one of the factors that they're going to work on is based on where you're from, what your majors were, or even where you, you know, what some of the activities are that you do. Whether you like to run marathons, yeah. uh, box, kickbox, Zumba, you know, I'm, I'm sure you, you know, you've formed some great relationships over Zumba. Yeah, so when those individuals, if you're able to take advantage of Zumba Mm -hmm. or cycling or marathon races, I know there are quite a few folks that I used to work with that did Amos 150 every year, Mm -hmm. that bicycle ride of 150 miles between two different cities. It just doesn't make any sense to me when you have cars in this day and age, but but there are a lot of different things out there for folks to, to bond over. So that's one of the things that you could potentially look for. If you can't make the introduction yourself, maybe you can get somebody to do it as you said, or you can know somebody that's in the MS one MS 150, somebody that's in the boxing. Just go to one of the things that you know they're going to go to so that you can make that connection. Like, Hey, don't you, don't you work for Dow Chemical or don't you work for Accenture or don't you work for Exxon or whatever the company is, craft? Craft food company, there's so many different ways that you can do that. I know quite a few relationships that started that way. It wasn't on purpose. They just happened to both be at the gym. I was like, hey, don't you work at so-and-so? And And some amazing relationships have spawned as a result. So you can approach a mentor on your own or through somebody or take advantage of one of the matchmaking services. Mentor matching services, we'll, we'll say that. Now, one that I probably enjoyed the most, which why I keep coming back to the dating concept, is speed networking, yeah, yeah. which is similar to the speed dating. I don't know if you've, you've done the speed networking concept yet, yeah, Keisha. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? But well, basically, they sit people around the room, and they'll have one group of individuals, probably the mentors, the older, more established individuals sitting in their seat. And all the young individuals move from seat to seat to seat and talk to them about, you got three minutes to, to talk to them about what you'd like to do, what you'd want to do and get to know them a little bit. They get to know you real quick and it's it's a great yeah. exercise to get your 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 uh, one minute elevator, your 30 yes. second elevator pitch together so that you can tell folks about you in a very short amount of time. And then you can potentially make a couple matches. Once I learned, I did a couple of those. I met a couple of individuals, heard them say a few things. I was like, I got to come back and talk to this guy. Or oh, I got to come back and talk to this young lady, and there might be three or four individuals out of a room of thirty that you figured out, and that's the fastest way I've been able to sift through. Nope, you're a dud. Yeah. <laughs> no, nope, you're not going to be able to help me and find the individuals that that would be able yeah. to.
2: I have a question. Yes, ma'am. When when you do find that person that you feel like has the potential to mentor you or to be a mentor. How do you know they're the one? How do you know <laughs> like they can do it? Uh,
1: it's like relationships. Sometimes it's trial and error, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you start the relationship, right? You, you forge the relationship. You start meeting. And if you're prepared and you go into it bringing the best of you, and you have questions, and you're finding that I just don't feel like I'm getting a whole lot out of this. Either this person isn't committed to this as I really need them to be. And obviously, mentors have lives; their jobs are not too mentoring necessarily. So, but if you still feel like I, I, this just isn't value added for me, then it's at that point then you got to start thinking about an exit strategy. <laughs> you got to start thinking about what next. There's no point. It's not. You're gonna waste your time and the other person's time if the relationship isn't valuable for you. Because if it's not valuable for you, because they're not putting in the kind of time or attention that they need to put into the relationship, then there's just it's kind of pointless to kind of forward on with it. But it's just like any other relationship, right? You don't know it's gonna be bad until you get into it and realize it's not working.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So if you're going into the relationship with an objective, you know this is what you want. You've put, your stuff, put together your questions and your curriculum, and you set a, 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 an expectation. You set an expectation that, hey, we're going to do this for three months. We're going to do this for six months, maybe even 12 months. I'd like to meet with you monthly, biweekly. We may go out to eat. We may meet in my office or your office. Once you set those expectations, you now have something to measure against. If I said, hey, I've got these three questions that I really need your help in answering, they may answer those questions. And and you say, great, we have accomplished everything that I was Mm -hmm. trying to get out of this relationship. Thank you very much. Thank you for helping me understand this, helping helping me lead these individuals and figure this out. When you can tell them this is why you've been helpful and this is how you've been helpful, they're not gonna have any hard feelings about okay, we we're not we're not gonna be meeting anymore. It is important that you do a little bit of homework, that you figure out how to make that work in a good way. Do not be rude, do not be arrogant, do not do not burn a bridge and end a relationship that could potentially become useful for you again in the future. Right? The person may not be helpful at this time because they didn't have that skill set, they didn't have the experiences, whatever it was that you needed at that specific time. But later on, we we often forget that people change. People become better. Sometimes they become worse. You will have experiences. They will have experiences. And later on, they may be able to help shape some of the things in your life, whether they be from a relationship perspective, yeah. like Tawana was talking about, where you have a relationship mentor, you have someone that helps mentor you and what it is to be a... Mom or dad or what it is to be an employee. The one that really flips folks is we start off with mentors on this is how you become a great employee. When you start becoming a manager, you need a new mentor that can tell you this is how you can be a great manager because the two are very different. What you should share, what you shouldn't, how you should conduct yourselves because you are now in a new relationship. Your status changed. When you became boss, you're going to have, you're going to have experiences with individuals that you used to be friends with that they're jealous. And how do you handle that? Um, going to, there's, going to be there's going to be a need for you to be able to talk to somebody about that and how to best figure out how to navigate through those challenges and those problems. We keep using the word navigate because I think it's very similar to, Hey, I have a destination in mind. This is where I want to go. How can I best get there? I recently read an article from the July 2018 edition of the Entrepreneur Magazine. It was written by their editor-in-chief, Jason Pfeiffer, and was titled, The Secret to Finding a Great Mentor? Don't Ask to Be Mentored. As with most articles, the actual recommendation isn't as simple as the title suggests. Jason Pfeiffer recommends that you simply go to lunch with individuals and ask them for their input. If you do this without the official title of mentors and mentees, it removes some of the pressure on both you and the potential mentor of making a long-term commitment to a relationship that might not work out. The difference can be as drastic as it would be to ask someone out to grab a cup of coffee versus getting down on one knee and proposing with a ring. One is easy and simple to do with no stress at all, and the other is the most terrifying moment for the average person. Regardless of how you get a potential mentor to the table, make sure that you come prepared with questions, and if they can't provide the advice or insight that you need, ask them to introduce you to a person that can. Thank you for checking out this episode. If you want to learn more or listen to other episodes, you can go to RiseUpMentoring.com slash podcast. If you have an idea for an episode that you'd like to hear or have a suggestion for who I should interview, hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at RiseUpMentors.